So the extreme BPM Tuesdays and Fridays, 8 p.m. East African time. That's when we get to uh, talk to people that make the music, but make a date with me during the week, Monday to Friday, 1 to 2 p.m. East African time, where we get to play more of the music. And I implore you to go to, we also have a Spotify playlist. That is the Ejaz Mix one uh, Top 100, right? So go check that out. And some of the music that features on the show is over there. Go stream it. And that's all we ask of you. We don't ask much from people, right? So today on the show, we have, uh, we've had three songs on the show from this amazing musician. Her name is Middle Whip. She's on the show today. Welcome to the show. How are you? How is everything going for you? Good, good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. We're yeah. excited to have a chat. Yeah, glad to have you on this time around. The last time we had we had an exception, you had you were hanging out with the dogs and and uh, they were <laughs> they uh, much less would say they weren't so much excited to listen to the show though. <laughs> <laughs> they they're usually just asleep sixteen hours a day, so any reaction is a great reaction from them. I think <laughs> sixteen hours a day. That's that's interesting. That's wild. They're asleep. They're asleep right now. Oh, crazy. So glad we're able to do this. Uh, we've had, uh, uh, we started with an exception on the show. So let's get into that. Was an exception of the first project that you put out as Meadow Whip? Yeah, that was the first song that I released as Meadow Whip. That was a, Meadow Whip's a fairly new project for me. It sort of um, kicked off, uh, would have been like late 2020. Yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah, so it's it's not been it's not been a thing for very long. So yeah, unexceptional was the first one. Why did you feel the need to create that? Um, a few things. I my uh, so I've been in a band for quite a long time. Um, with my band name, uh, with my bandmate, um, it's called Territories, and we write together all the time. But that's kind of like indie pop type music, which is really cool. But when I'm by myself, I tend to write in a more R&B style and um, yeah I figured it would be cool to um, to follow that train and see where that ended up as well and I, I had um, quite a bit of time off work in 2019 and I had some um, opportunity to just write a lot and I had like excess of material and I was like oh bugger it let's just make something out of this. Uh, I see but also something else happened in 2019 right? Yeah, I had a had a big old stroke in 2019. So I was off work for I think it was like ended up being like seven months. So I had lots of spare time. You, uh, I think you posted about this. You said it was Stroke Awareness Month, right? Yeah, May May is is Stroke Awareness Month. So um, I it's interesting finding all the stuff coming up on my feed because I don't I don't follow that many stroke related pages. Just a couple of them, <laughs> but. The algorithm knows now. The algorithm is aware that I've had a stroke, so it um it throws stuff at me all the time. And yeah, I'm getting like little facts here and there um, for Maze, which is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I have I have an uncle that is going through it right now, but she, but he's getting better now, and uh, he got it about like a few months a uh, few months ago. But yeah, it was oh. like yeah, like one side, the whole of it, and he couldn't feel anything. Oh no! On, yeah. And uh, but now glad oh. now he's able to a bit walk. He walks by himself and he tries to touch stuff. And but when he was describing, he, he talked to me about it about like a, a week ago. And when he described it, it's crazy. When he describes it, you're like, he like he's like, yeah, everything else this side is fine, but this other end, I don't feel nothing. It's so strange because everyone who 
who I'm aware of that's had a stroke has had such a different outcome and a different like impact. Like I don't, I don't think that I had many physical issues, but I just like my memory is terrible. And um, for ages, I just like couldn't, I couldn't see properly. Like I just like weird little things, but like physically, like my body was fine. Um, but then other people are, their memory is totally cool, but then they can't like move one side of their face. It's like, what? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, uh, oh, that's, that's terrible. It ta- it, I reckon it takes like a good year for you to start sort of feeling normal again. So, yeah, it's close to a year for him now. Nah. Oh, bless him. <laughs> I hope he's okay. That sucks. Yeah, it sucks. We, yeah, it- I, I can laugh about it now because it's been a while, but if I was less than a year in, oh, but it, rough. How, how, how do you then, you know, try to overcome that? Because now that happened in 2019, but now it's 2022. Now it's about a few years after that. And how do you, man- how do you, I wouldn't say get used to it, but how do you overcome it day by the day uh, as the day goes by? I think you do get used to it though. That that's the thing. Like, I think that you kind of, um, initially I remember just thinking like, what, how I'll never think about anything else. Like you can't get it out of your mind, but then, you live with it every day and you kind of forget that it happens. And now it's more just like, you know, every now and again, I'll be like, oh, it's been, you know, 18 months or it's been this many months since I had, you know, the stroke and, or something will happen. Like I'm still in touch with some of the nurses and the doctors from the hospital and they'll reach out to me and I'll remember then. Um, But mostly now I just kind of use it like in a humorous way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sounds really terrible, but I'm like, I just, now it's just a punchline of a joke, but you, you do get used to it. It's, it's kind of weird. Like I'm, I'm lucky that I don't have any like significant residual effects. So I can sort of ignore it for the most part, but after, yeah, it's been three years and I'm kind of like running, I'm running out of jokes, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying real hard to hold on to you're, it. You're trying to hold on. Yeah. But I think it, it, <laughs> Much as, you know, whether it's creating the jokes and all that, as long as it creates, you know, it it puts some awareness out there, you know. and uh, Yeah, exactly. So Exactly. What- and just kind of the, the idea that people can walk around looking fine to you, but yeah. they're struggling or they've been through something major. And I think that's, like, pretty significant for me, like something that I would like to make quite clear. Yeah, absolutely. And so... I, I think it. I think we take our health sometimes for granted. When when you don't feel anything, you don't feel like the need to go and have uh, your body checked. And yeah, exactly. sometimes you learn the hard way. Sometimes it becomes nuts for you. And sometimes you make it. Sometimes you don't. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, true, true. When your numbers up, your numbers up. But I'm yeah. I'm lucky. I'm glad mine wasn't. Yeah. Yo, yeah, you know, after that, we got some, we got some music out of this, so. Yeah, I got some music out of it, got some jokes. Yeah, and. Uh, got, some, got some friends. Hold <laughs> <laughs> well, would you say those are stroke friends? What would you say at that point? Um, yeah, stroke friends. Like, I, like, I really have, like, maintained, like, a, quite a bit of communication with the nurses and stuff in the hospital, and they're overseas, so I think, because I had my stroke when I was in, on a holiday in the US, um, so I just sort of, like, had keep in contact with them online, and so it's kind of like, oh, my overseas friend, but yeah, they are stroke friends. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So, uh <laughs> So moving on to another thing that has your interest, which you always mm. do, if anyone follows yeah. you online, 
capitalism yeah. what you know you, you sometimes do you feel like you're fighting a battle that you know does won't go anywhere anytime soon <sighs> capitalism yeah yeah look i yeah we're, we're all captive we're all captive to it like i i can't imagine myself escaping it i have fantasies every now and again of like going and living in the wilderness but i'll never do that cuz i don't like being outdoors so i'm i'm stuck in capitalism but the only way i can get through it is if i complain about it <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way i can survive it but like i totally play into it i'm i'm a consumerist i I'm a material girl as it were but yeah I you know philosophically have some problems with it that I think a lot of people my age do you kind of just after a while you're like oh what are we doing here but then what what let's say if if you are to make your case right now for someone listening in right now let's see oh man I don't even know what the solution is it's so entrenched isn't it I Yeah, I this is what I always say this to people at work. I'm like, I I identify issues. I don't solve them. Like I'm not here to provide any solutions. Yeah. I'm only here to complain. <laughs> so, super helpful. <laughs> super helpful position to take. Yeah. But yeah, I like to whinge about it. It's my favorite. I'm very good at complaining. And then how does how you know sometimes when when you go that route some online sometimes you get you you get engaged in two battles with people because people have time suddenly for those things for complaining and going yeah, back and forth. I kind of like do it with a you know a humorous bent. I don't often fully engage in in these like philosophical discussions because I, I feel like they're so divisive and it's not worth my energy to fully engage. Um, they're more just like issues that I notice and like I can write songs about and stuff like that because they're like little weird little nuggets of information in my brain that I sort of try and distill down into a funny little plot point. But um, I've never actually, I'm not combative, combative, combative enough to enter into arguments online. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> you know I was I was. I don't know for some reason I was lucky enough to get out of that road that anyone I realized that online you can't have a nuanced discussion so I don't ever bring that to No you can't you, <laughs> you can't. can't you can't at all And you, yeah you can't you can't complain about anything without someone jumping on it so I kind of like it's something that I kind of restrict to jokes that I make in songs that I write and like conversations that I have with my people around me but I, yeah I don't think I'd start a a discussion about it on the internet it just seems like n- not something i have the energy for oh no, it's it the, the reason why it's so crazy is that on the internet all of a sudden everyone has like can express themselves and then you bump into them in real life and they and you're like what happened to that <laughs> thing you had online what happened with that <laughs> and also everyone is an expert yeah. when they're typing yeah, yeah yeah everyone's an expert i'm like oh come on so i i mean i do i'll go through comments and i'll read them and i'll be like shaking my head but i i've never once actually gotten into the thread myself i'm just like these people <laughs> yeah so so hold on to one uh, dealings on the internet for a later song but let's talk about an exceptional now talk to me yeah. about that <laughs> <laughs> an exceptional gosh that feels like so such a long time ago now even though it's only a year um that was something that was a song just about what it's like to work i i work in a corporate environment in my day job and what it's like working with 
straight white men in the office because they just don't have to try very hard and they're pretty mediocre, but they think that they're really great. I'm like, come, are you joking? <laughs> you are not impressive. Like I'm not impressed by anything you do. <laughs> um, and that's basically what that song is about. I'm just whinging about men at the office. Yeah, uh, it's more. Yeah, you work in a corporate environment, and you know how that goes. I've I've tried to work in before, and I didn't last long. I just I was like, I just can't deal with this. I this doesn't work out because in my other no. in my other life, of, I would say in case when once once you study and you become a professional, that I think it goes it sticks with you forever because I'm, I'm a statistician in my other life. But then I just got out of it, and I was like, nah, this doesn't work out for me. And uh, yeah. Yeah, it's like more you, you you realize that the life is completely different, right? Yeah, like it's kind of so I in my day job I'm a lawyer and I feel like in law especially if you're working in a law firm and stuff like that you kind of get brainwashed into a certain way of perceiving the world. And it wasn't until I had so much time off after my stroke that I was kind of like what am I doing? Like kind of wake up to yourself a bit. Like I'd always done, you know, my music and you know, had, you know, all the, all of the things that I have now, but they just weren't as much, they weren't as big a part of my life as work. And now it just seems, that seems so ridiculous to me, but, you know, it is, it's a weird culture being in a professional setting where everyone's trying to achieve a certain, you know, level of, um, you know, status or something like that and everyone's aiming for the same thing and you're like oh you're just like go going along like a lemming like following and then you're like whoa what are we doing here yeah (laughs) (laughs) so i mean i i still am a lawyer but i just don't have that same i don't feel brainwashed anymore like i i turn up to the office i do my job and then i stop doing my job it's like not part of my personality anymore yeah, 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 I think I think once you, once you see what uh, once you live because the funny thing the interesting part is is because when you are like how you work in both you have been in both you you are in both types in the professional mm-hmm. life and then when you get to this side where you're more of a creator, it's like yeah. it's like interesting when you see how the worlds are like so different the perceptions from both ends about each side is very interesting. Yeah, it's funny because. In the past, like if I if I ever said to anyone, oh, I'm a lawyer, that you could just see them glaze over immediately like, oh, my God, don't tell me about your job. That's so boring. I'm like, agreed. I'm not going to tell you about my job. But these days if I'm talking to a musician and they and I say, oh, you, you know, I, I am a lawyer for work, they're like, wow, really? I'm like, I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> so they're, they're almost more interested in it than I am. I'm like, no, we're not going to go there. Yeah, absolutely. It's- <laughs> So, so how how do you manage to put all this into a, a song that if someone listen gives it a listen for the first time, you really can't think about mm. that? You know, it's funny. I the song was sort of written in a, a production session at this studio that I go to. Um, I sat down with the producer, and we was the first time that we'd been in a room together, and we were just sort of like messing around. And I think the first thing that she did was come up with the like a basic chord progression and the beats and I was like oh this sounds like it's got a bit of attitude and in my the first thing that came to my head was like oh you're you're unexceptional and I was like I had just come from the office and I was like you know what this is going to be a screed (laughs) (laughs) and just developed from there but like it's for me it was just like trying to match the attitude 
of the really basic music with like a hook and then like it just sort of developed from there and I I am very pedantic with my lyrics like I will spend a lot of time like finessing lyrics so that I'm saying exactly what I want to say exactly the right way my mind anyway um and I obsess over them so that I I ended up messing with the lyrics for like almost a year after that I just kept just kept messing with the mess of them so Hopefully it's clear enough from the lyrics. However, I have um, a few friends that have misunderstood the lyrics a few times. There is a line in the the pre-chorus that says, ask any woman that you failed to impress. And a bunch of my friends thought I was saying a skinny woman that you failed to impress. I'm like, what? What what would that mean? Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. I, I I work really hard on the lyrics and then they're misunderstood. So who knows? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think this time around, uh, people people don't want to give it. They will give to. Uh, I think it's more like the microwave era where people just don't play stuff to listen into the, the undertones of this of a song or something like that. They don't get it. They'll just listen to it for the sake of the casual listeners. They just listen to it and then that's it. Yeah, I think that's the thing is that like it's all about the um the hook. Like I think they'll remember the words you're unexceptional. Yeah. Um and then the rest of it is just sort of like not very important, but I'm like as as a lyricist I'm like that stuff is super important to me. And when I listen to other people's music I'm like tuned into the lyrics. I'm like what are they saying? Yeah. Um so yeah, it's different perspective, I guess. Yeah, so absolutely. Yeah. An exception is what we are playing next on the Extreme BPM coming in from uh, Meadowhip. Hang out with us, okay? We are still here. The Ejaz Mix Show, Monday to Friday, 1 to 2 p.m. East African time. We, you can listen to more of the music, but Tuesdays and Fridays we get to hang out with them that make the music uh, that is on Tuesdays and Fridays, 8 p.m. East African time. So we are getting into an exception, and then we shall be back after this. The Extreme BPM, that is Tuesdays and Fridays. I'm still with Midway Pie. Hello. Yes, glad to, glad to have you on. I, we just played an exceptional, and we're getting into a new uh, another song where I said you should hold on to the online debate, which is getting messy. Why the yeah. hell are you on your phone after 2 a.m., 3 a.m.? What the hell are you doing? <laughs> 4 a.m. Um, usually just like going down a wormhole of whatever I'm obsessed with at the moment. I have like these little phases I call them of like obsession where I'm like I have to find out something in the most detail possible and then once I've done that for a couple of weeks I just completely abandon it I'm like I'm not interested in that anymore um and that can be like a musician or you know um like I'll I'll get into phases where I'm like I need to understand how you know this particular thing on my computer works or you know anything like that and I just become like obsessed with this thing and I can't put my phone down um and that happens pretty frequently for me (laughs) 
But that's not what you but that's in getting messy that's not what you're saying. <laughs> it's all about no, the no, thing. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling I'm trying to get in my in that song I think I'm trying to convince myself not to do it but I've never succeeded in not doing it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, <laughs> every time you turn around during the night, the first thing you always get to is your phone. I don't know why. You always get to your phone and then you, when you unlock it that's like a few minutes on there. Yeah, exactly. It could be it could be anything that will do it as well. Like I have this um like a, a fitness monitor. It's like a ring and it, it measures my sleep and tells me information about my sleep. And I'll wake up at two o'clock in the morning. I'll be like, I wonder how my sleep's been so far. I'm like, <laughs> girl, this defeats the purpose. Go back to sleep. But I'm like, I've got to check how much deep sleep have I had so far. But yeah, God, anything. But yeah, like with getting messy as well. I'm like, I, I can't put the phone down. I'm like half falling asleep, like being like, girl, go to go to sleep. Yeah. I'm like, oh, just, just let me just look at one more thing. Just one more thing. <laughs> um, yeah, it's bad. It's bad. Then at what point does the messy part come in? Talk to us about the messy part because in that oh, second the next verse... morning when you try <laughs> the next morning when you try and function as a human in the world and you're like wow i've had like an hour and a half of sleep and the only thing i know now is whatever i have been like absolutely fixated on last night and that's my entire life now and i have to go amongst other people in the world and try and be yeah getting a together human <laughs> so- that's the best. <laughs> you, you know, the first verse, fine. I'm only interested in the second verse. Keep on patrolling. There's always more to know. No time will serve as an antidote. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, I've got I'm like, you've got to keep looking. And then, and then afterwards, like, just in a few weeks, completely forget. Yeah how obsessed I was with the thing. Oh yeah. There's a huge list of things that I have been obsessed with and completely abandoned. Yeah. <laughs> I, my most recent one, I don't know if you've seen this on YouTube. There's this YouTube channel called recess therapy. No, I haven't seen that. Oh, it's um this guy who lives in Brooklyn. He goes and interviews kids at, at playgrounds and then he, I, I guess it's him edits them afterwards. And they're just, these like, wacky little conversations with a bunch of different kids about really niche topics um it's so entertaining and i just became obsessed with it. i went and watched the the entire backlog of all of the videos and then i was like well now we've got to find out about this guy like who's he what's his story i'm like look, going through his instagram at like two o'clock in the morning i'm like what oh okay How, how's that connected i'm like oh my god and now i just don't care <laughs> oh that guy whatever yeah yeah whatever. yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's good though you should watch it it's entertaining uh you say it's racist therapy right that's what you say yeah recess therapy yeah yeah, yeah. all right i'll definitely check that out and uh <laughs> <laughs> the song is getting messy that we're talking about guys a lot of you do other things at 3 a.m on the phone so uh but that's not what is being re- you know pointed out in this song <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um so that is getting messy, but you have a brand new one now. I do. I do have a brand new one. It's called Iconic. Yes. It's um, potentially the shortest song I've ever written, um, which is not saying much because it's only just under three minutes, but I'm a, <laughs> I'm a long songwriter. Um, yeah, and it's like 
I had I have always said my entire life, I will never write and release a love song. That is so lame. I will never do that. And here I am releasing a love song. So there you go. Why why would Eating you blood. why did why did you say that? Why did you have that, you know? <sighs> to me it's just like love songs are so cringy. I'm like, <laughs> oh, oh, love songs, yuck, keep it to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so why didn't you keep it to yourself this time? I couldn't <laughs> clearly. No, I I, <laughs> I wrote this like over Christmas, New Year, just like as a quick little project. I just thought I oh, would just. Everyone was on leave, and I was like, oh, I'll just mess around on the keyboard and see what I come up with. And then I was like, oh, now I have to finish it. And I was, I didn't think I was actually going to release it or promote it or anything. And then, yeah, the more people heard it, they were like, wow, this is really good. I was like, oh, okay. Let's do this then. And I said to my partner, I'm like, well, you're getting a love song. And he was like, okay. <laughs> so now he has to live with the burden of that. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't you keep it yourself? I'm kidding. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that, is what it, that is the brand new one, Iconic Guys, that is out. And if you're watching this on video, she has a mug that has an interesting... Uh, you know, interesting two words on it. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're actually the next song that I have coming out. They're, they're the some of the lyrics in the song. So, oh wow, I have to get another version of it for you to play. <laughs> so you decided you decided to go when, when you decided to have a love song out. You decided to go all the way now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, I'll, I'll do a radio-friendly version of it as well. Right, they are better. I think I'm just better. trying to figure out how. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, that is out. When are we getting the middle whip EP? I don't have a date for it yet because we're still in production. I am messing around with vocals. I've done the bulk of the vocal recording now. Um, the next single I'm hoping will be out towards the end of July. Uh-huh. I might be wrong. And then the EP should be out shortly after that. So I want to say like in a September, October scenario, if everything goes to plan, I have my fingers crossed. And <laughs> so today on the show we had Middleway, but then you are, you, are, you also have, uh, I read some of that also the Territories band is also, is going, also going to have an, an EP this year. I hope so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got, we've got a bunch of tracks that we are, um in pre-production for now that i am holding up because i'm messing around with the lyrics <laughs> but they're they're basically done and i'm just like not committing to lyrics but um yeah so they're um pretty much hopefully i want to say around november december um and then i've got uh um a few collaborations happening at the moment with um artists that live in my city so, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff happening for the rest of this year, which is very exciting and extremely overwhelming. Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, <laughs> Ola, I, there's, there's a time where you shared a video where you were, you were listening to the show and someone else was, was working with you in t- uh, producing. What is the name of the lady producer that you, had, that, you are work, that you work with? Oh, for the Meta Web stuff? Yeah. Uh, that her name's Chelsea Warner. She is uh, she is a neo soul goddess in Sydney. She is a, a, 
extremely talented producer. I just watch her work and I'm like, I don't understand. I don't understand how you're doing any of this. <laughs> so, uh, oh, I should listen to her, some of her stuff. It's uh, incredible. Yeah, absolutely. I just I just feel like we should we should give her a shout out since you you talked about our producer. Oh, Chelsea, you know. shout out! Yeah, and <laughs> the guy the guy who produced um, iconic Markovic, he's in um, LA as well. But yeah, Chelsea did the the mix on on iconic as well because I've got to it's got to have some of her spice on it. Can't help myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we are getting the middle EP before we get the territories EP, right? I, I think so, yeah, because I only have to coordinate with myself as opposed to my bandmate who has two children and all all of his fun life that is far more interesting than mine. So yeah. I just work around him and awesome. my my brain and my lyrics. It's easier for me to get Meta Whip stuff out the door. I mean, you also have two children. <laughs> me? Oh, yes, I do. They're super hairy. Super, super loud. Sleep all the time. Yeah. <laughs> still in, still in a biting phase. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. So, uh, guys, Metal Whip, the song is iconic. That's what is out right now. Go stream that out. But we are playing it on the show next. And for people that want to connect with you, where would you send them? The socials and all that. Um, I'm on all of the platforms, just at Metal Whip Music. So, M E A D O W H I P Music. Yeah, and don't look for the houses, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that that might go a lot, over a lot, a lot of heads, but let's keep it at that. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, uh, thank you so much. Glad to have you on. Happy we were able to do this. Thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate it. It was awesome. Yeah, the extreme BPM Tuesdays and Fridays, okay? We are playing Iconic as we get out of here and go stream it after that, okay? Save it whether on Spotify and all that. Go and say, and uh, play it over there. That's what we don't ask for much from you guys. <laughs> 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 That's all you have to do. Because until next time, I have absolutely nothing for you. <laughs> <laughs>